Hello, everyone. Welcome to the WW3 podcast. My name is Will, and for this podcast, an episode will come out every weekend, and we'll have a different subject. Those subjects will range from my personal life, sports, college, and other topics that I feel y'all, the audience, may enjoy. Now, I know y'all, like, I know that I've been doing a lot of kind of alternating topics, but we're going to stay in football as I released the NFL awards predictions last week. I'm going to release a Super Bowl preview show this week in anticipation of next week's highly touted game. So we got, um, so for this episode, we'll be going through key matchups on the game. Uh, I got five of those. I got five X factors for each team. Then I'll give my score prediction and I'll give who I think will end up being the Super Bowl MVP. So before we get into the key matchups, I just want to say that the 49ers and the Chiefs, this is going to be a hell of a game. Um, and there's really gonna, this is probably going to be one of the most exciting Super Bowls in recent history. Um, these offenses are, are potent. Jimmy G can go off when he can. Yes, he didn't have a lot of, um, passing attempts last week, uh, because they had such a great rushing game. And then, you know, I, both teams just have speed. They have really good offenses. They also have some good defenses that I think can, um, that I think both defenses could potentially be exposed by each team. I think we're going to get a high-scoring game, but we'll, we'll get to that later. And I'm really excited for the Super Bowl, and I think this is the first time in a while to where uh, Brady and the Patriots are not in it. So I'm not saying that's a plus, but I'm saying it kind of makes the game a little bit more interesting here. So let's go ahead and get into it with my key matchups. And I'll start with my... Did I say five key matchups? I miscounted. I actually have four. I'm going to keep that in. Either way, um, the first one I have is Kyle Shanahan versus Andy Reid. So Kyle Shanahan is the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Andy Reid, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is interesting because um, Kyle Shanahan is actually making, I believe, his second appearance in a Super Bowl. He did make an appearance... Um, with the Atlanta Falcons as an offensive coordinator. Um, and obviously, you saw how that went. They gave up a 28-3 lead. But this is his first as a head coach. This is Andy Reid's second Super Bowl appearance um, as a head coach. And so uh, he made one with the Eagles as they lost that one. And then this one now with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but to me, you know, when it comes to head coach, there's two things that really, uh, three things that come to mind. Number one, play calling. Play calling is going to be critical. I know some of their offense, some of their offense coordinators may call plays, but they, it depends on whether they are going to be conservative or not. And knowing these two teams, knowing that they have speedy receivers and great running games, I don't necessarily think they'll be uh, too conservative, but I think there there will be some high-risk, high high-reward plays by sending their uh, quick guys with the 49ers, Debo Samuel, Manor Sanders deep, and with, with the Chiefs, Miko Hardman and Travis, uh, not, Tra- not Travis Kelsey as a speed guy, but uh, Tyreek Hill as, as a speed guy. I think they'll try to find them pretty early, pretty early and often. And added to the Kansas City offense as well, uh, Demarcus Robinson. So we'll see. Uh, that I think that's the first thing to look there for Shanahan versus Reed. This the second thing that comes to mind is managing the game. And 
that does involve play calling, but to me, it also involves time management. Do these uh, coaches inf- use timeouts in the right way? Do they not? Do they, you know, are they paying attention to the clock when it comes down to, you know, the end of the second quarter? Are they calling timeouts? Are they giving their team enough time to run the plays? Are they being smart? Can they get the ball back? Are they doing this? Are they doing that? And I think that's the most crucial thing when it comes to winning games. There's a point in last week's Kansas City game, I believe it was end of the first half, Andy Reid had not called a timeout. And, you know, my, my biggest thing is, as, as a football fan, and you're it's, a, it's the end of the first half and you're trying to score, calling timeout is crucial cause if, cause, or getting up and spiking the ball. One of those, um, one of those two things. I think both things are big because, as a fan, I hate when uh, plays are rushed, or like you get up to the line, you're like, okay, we're gonna do this, da da da, hike, and then the plays rushed. There's a big mess up, and it could lead to the de- the defense scoring or something that you didn't want, um, as if it's as if it's a sack or. A, uh, a sack or, or something else to where you're knocked out of field goal range like that or you you force something. So that's why I don't really like that. Do they run the clock well? Um, and like I said, there, um, there's that one point with Andy Reid last week. I haven't seen a lot of 49ers game, but I did watch... Um, Watch last week's Shanahan seems to run the clock pretty well. He seems to know what he's doing, but yet again, they never were behind last week. So he didn't really need to run, um, run the clock in a true little fashion there. So, um, and then the third thing I'm going to do here is X, not their X factor, but like their, their imagination like their what creative plays are there? Their trick plays because I know there's a lot of trick plays that Andy Reid or there's some trick plays that Andy Reid has drawn uh, uh, drawn up, and same with Kyle Shanahan. There's a lot of um, you know call uh, receivers throwing touchdowns in San Francisco. So we'll see um, if they call something like that, and if Kansas City has something along the lines of a double reverse with Hardman and Hill, um, which I think would make things pretty interesting. But I know both coaches have called or have had trick plays written in and have used them before. So we'll see um, and how effective are they. So key matchup number one. Key matchup number two, uh, obviously the quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs and Jimmy G of the San Francisco 49ers. So, when it comes to this matchup, there's really are they are they going to be poised? Will they get rattled? And if they do get rattled, how do they recover from that? Because um, both of these guys are playing in their first ever Super Bowl. Mahomes obviously really young, and uh, Jimmy G has been with the Patriots to to the Super Bowl before. But can he? Uh, but he, now that he's playing. Can he handle the pressure? I think that's um, a lot of that's a big that's a big thing. Is that both these guys have never played? Are the nerves going to get to them? 
along with if they get hit hard early on, are they going to get scared and try to throw the ball away and try to force things? And that, again, that's a big issue when you have something, uh, when you have two teams that have good defenses. And this is the situation here. Um, But along with that, are they going to use their legs? And if they do, how effective are they? And if you're looking at legs, I think, you know, you have to give the advantage to Patrick Mahomes. You don't see Jimmy G use it use his legs as often he's more of kind of like an Aaron Rodgers guy if he needs to he will Mahomes is kind of like a I can't find anybody so I'm just gonna run and uh, he ends up you know he each and he's like okay the defenses are like all right we're gonna wrap him up for five five yards they land their hands on they get their hands on him but yet he goes for another 10 yards so he ends up going for 15 so Mahomes and Mahomes is, is not essentially Lamar Jackson uh, but in the in this situation, I would say he's he kind of has that mindset of okay nobody's open I'm going to run for it because they're the quarterbacks that say nobody's open let me throw it away. Um, so we'll see what happens. And I, I'm giving the favorite to um, scrambling to Patrick Mahomes because I think he's a he's definitely quicker, but I also think he he can get more yardage when he needs to. So we'll see. Um, We'll see if that can keep up because that run at the end of uh, at the end of the first half last week from Mahomes really changed the tide of the game. We'll see if he has something like that. Um, and then one last thing for this quarterback matchup too is: are when it comes down to key situations, are they making the right read? Are they getting it to the guy that's open? Are they getting it? Are they throwing to the sticks? Are they getting guys? at the first down marker. Because if they're not doing that, that could easily cost them the game. Are they running backwards? Are they trying to make a play when they should throw it away? That I think that's the biggest issue there. Um, I don't know who has the advantage there. Because I can't... Because uh, they're both kind of in the same situation. So we'll see, see what goes on there. My third key matchup, I think, is the most critical. As though some people... We'll probably think the fourth matchup that I have is the most critical. I'm going with this one. George Kittle, this, the 49ers tight end, against the Kansas City's linebackers and defensive backs. To me, George Kittle is the best tight end in, in the NFL. Absolutely. And he's not, because not only is he a, a hell of a pass catcher, but he can block. He's probably the best blocking tight end in the whole league. Um so the key here for him is can he protect his boy of Jimmy Garoppolo from those linebackers that are blitzing or maybe even defensive backs that are blitzing. But along with that, can he uh, can that Kansas City defense, those linebackers and defensive backs who are covering him, can they cover him closely? Because if Kittle gets open and wide, if he if he's wide open, there's no catching him. The guy's big. He can sh- he can easily get people off of him. I think this would because they did this to Derrick Henry. They get, they got a lot of guys to tackle Derrick Henry um, in, in last week's game, and now you're. I think that's what they have to look at for George Kittle. They got they have to have multiple people to tackle him to get him down. Because if you have a guy like Tyron Matthew, who 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 is a playmaker. But if he's the only guy trying to take George Kittle down, I don't see it happening unless he goes straight for the legs. But if you're trying to wrap, 
And you could do that, but I think Kittle brushes, you could easily brush him off in that point to say, nope. But also, I think if you're looking to wrap him up, it has to be two or more guys to bring him down. Because the guy's big, and there's no stopping him when he when he gets rolling down the, down the field. If I saw him coming towards me, I would run away. Um, but I think this is the most critical matchup because if Kittle's open, the Niners are winning this game all day. Or most definitely, I should say. Um, but then f- to the fourth and final matchup, the San Francisco rush against just the straight-up Kansas City defense. You know, people were talking up Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. And I'll admit, I, I talked him up, you know, when it came to, when it came to the game last week. But and Kansas City stopped him. But Kansas City stopped him. San Francisco is a little bit different because you know they Tennessee had one guy. San Francisco has multiple guys. They can go Raheem Mostert. They can go Tevin Coleman if he's healthy to come back. They can go Matt Burita as well. And don't count out a guy that I like that. Some people probably don't or don't know about Cal Jusic. I'll get to him later. He's their fullback. But this San Francisco rushing offense, if they if it can go off, if Raheem Mostert can go off it, he himself, but if they can't stop him or they can't stop him in Burita or so on and so forth, this Kansas City team's gonna be in big trouble because if, because that will open up so much more for this San Francisco offense. But along with that, you saw how Mostert played last week against the Green Bay Packers. If he continues that, man, I think there's no stopping this San Francisco team. You know, and that that's essentially what I'm saying. I'm not saying as of now that they're going to win just because of the rush. And I don't think that's the case. They're going to have to throw... Uh, they're definitely going to have to throw to win this game. But I think that rushing game is going to be crucial for the 49ers, especially if they can get it going early and often. So those are all my key matchups. Now let's go to my five X factors for each team. And let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, My first X factor is Michael Hardman. Uh, He was drafted this past year out of Georgia and he, he's one of the speedy guys. He's one of their speedy receivers that I that you can group in with Tyreek Hill and Demarcus Robinson. I, and some people say Sammy Watkins. I won't say he's as speedy. I think he's just their tall, big, go up and get it kind of kind of receiver. But Miko Hardman, for two reasons: one, his speed offensively. If he can open, if he can open up the field for guys like Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins. And Tyreek Hill, I think that would be big. But the other, but the other reason is because he's a returner, kick returner, and punt returner. If he can give him for good field position, it, you know, after every kick, after every punt, the Chiefs are going to be in a good situation to where they won't have to drive the field as much. They can score. They can score often, and he's really going to have to step it up I think in their turn even though he's probably one of the best returners in the league he's gonna have to step it up in this one because if they again giving them if he can give them good field position 
I think they have a really good chance of winning this game. The second X factor, I think, for the Chiefs is going to be Chris Jones, their defense tackle. Um, he's He was on a rotational basis last week against the Titans. He wasn't completely 100%. He was hurt in practice that week. And so they kind of limited in the game. He was. On, it seemed like he was kind of on a snap count. Um, so, you know, I think he. Sh- hopefully he'll be up to 100% um, at this point for Chiefs fans. And if he is... And he he's a force, man. He he is he can easily drive back their interior offensive line of the 49ers. And I would say looking at that interior, it's not the best. So that I would say it is in favor right now for Chris Jones to just trounce on those guys, push them back and open open it up for other other guys on that defensive line and, and at the linebacker spots to get the to get the Jimmy G and I think Jones is going to be that number one guy that the that the San Francisco offensive line has to keep in on that's a hone in on my third X factor here for Kansas City is how could you not talk about Travis Kelsey man yes I said George Kittle is probably one of the best tight ends in the league if not the best I think he is the best and I think Travis Kelsey is up there either at two or three because Boy, the, the, he's kind of the same deal. He's not much. He, he's not much of a blocker, but you, he gets out in the open field. It's, it's he's another guy that's hard to bring down, and both of these guys are players that I like. You know, as an NFL fan, and Travis Kelsey just man, like, and not only can like he can he will talk too, and if he can get in people's heads. Good lord, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun day for Travis Kelsey, um, and he's another guy kind of like Miko Hardman. If he gets enough separation, or if they focus on him, if the Niners focus on him enough, that can open up the field for maybe that running game, or even uh, those receivers that I mentioned earlier, and Robinson, Watkins, Hill, and even Hardman. You know, uh, so Kelsey kind of needs to be a big part of this Chiefs offense, get get to him early and often, or make sure that he opens up the field for those guys. My fourth X factor is the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line because this San Francisco 49ers defense is absolutely amazing. Arik Armstead, uh, uh, Sheldon Day, DeForest Buckner, Nick Bosa, uh, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, Quan Alexander, like these are guys that are uh, that are going to go off if they are unblocked or kind of get looked kind of get looked past. So this offensive line has got to be on its heels because Bosa can get to the quarterback. Most of these guys can get to the quarterback, and that's going to be an issue because the in in my you. In my opinion, this Kansas City Chiefs team does not have the best offensive line. They they have some good players on it, but they don't have the best. Um, so, as of now, I would give the I would give kind of the favor to the 49ers defensive line and linebackers. But I think that that O line, if they can get enough help from maybe a Travis Kelsey or a couple other guys on that O line, you know. It, it could really, it could really help Mahomes get to his second, third, maybe even fourth read uh, as he is as he's there in the uh, in the pocket, so he doesn't also have to 
you know, kind of run, uh, run as much because he was running all over the place in, in te- uh, against Tennessee. That defensive line was getting back there and forcing him to run. Yet now they didn't have a QB spy on him, but they had, uh, they had him running all over the place. And then uh, my fifth and final X factor for Kansas City is Damian Williams. Uh, get that run game going because. It's a lot like kind of San Francisco. If you get the run game going, that's going to open a lot more. Hill, Hardman, like I said, those guys will be open. Play action will be available. A lot of other plays can be run. So, you know, for the Chiefs to get it to Damian Williams, I think is going to be the... And I said get it to Travis Kelsey early and often if they can do that. But my advice would be give it to Williams early and often to get Kelsey open and then get in to have other opportunities there offensively. Cause if the chiefs can, can establish that, Hey, you know, you're, you guys think we're a passing team. Hey, let's just hand it to Damian Williams and he blows off the ball. He blows off the line and blows the 40, uh, 49ers away. I think game over pretty soon. Uh, but those are my five X factors for the Chiefs. Now going to my five X factors for the 49ers. Let's start with Debo Samuel. A lot like Miko Hardman drafted this past season, um, and he's out of South Carolina. This this guy, again, he's again like I said, a lot like Miko Hardman. He's a speedy receiver, and he he and Emmanuel Sanders. Um, have some sort of connection for some reason. When it comes to trick plays, Sanders throws to him or he will throw to Sanders. I think it's something that's been drawn up by uh, Kyle Shanahan to where, hey, if we give it to one of these guys, this other guy's going to be wide open down the field. Bam, have him hit him down the field. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But he's also a returner. I think he's mainly a punt returner. Again, a lot like Michael Hardman, if he gives them good field position, I think the 49ers will be in good hands because that offense, they can get grinding pretty, pretty quick. My next, my second X factor for the 49ers, this is kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs here, but I'm going Nick Bosa. Bosa drafted recently as well. Joe, you know, Jones is an interior defensive lineman, but Bosa is an edge guy. He, so for those of you that don't know, edge is like a defensive end or outside linebacker stand up and go after the quarterback or put your hand, hand down in the, on the field and go after the quarterback. So it's kind of interesting to to think what's going to happen there. But, uh, if Bosa cannot be stopped by that Kansas city offensive lineman or that whole offensive line, I think the Chiefs are in for a rough night because if he's going to get to the quarterback, that means other guys on that defense like Armstead and Buckner and, you know, Greenlaw and Alexander, they could get to the quarterback early and often as well. That will fluster Mahomes, and that could easily lead to, I think, some mix-ups or forced throws by Mahomes, which could easily lead to a 49ers win. My third X factor for this 49ers team, Mr. Raheem Mostert. He went off last week against the Green Bay Packers. He's their running back and if he can if they can get him going 
early and often again a lot like the Chiefs if you can get your running game going early and often and this is for actually a lot of teams that have a really good run game uh like a, a really good rushing attack. So if you're looking at like a team like the Minnesota Vikings with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, they like to get that run game going because then that opens up play action for guys like Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs to get open. And so for the 49ers to get Mostert going, and then same thing, Emmanuel Sanders, George Kittle, and Debo Samuel will be uh, can kind of get open. It opens stuff up to those to those players because they because some teams will sit on the run if you're a run heavy team and then bam and that's why you see Jimmy G not attempt many passes because that run game is so special but those those passes are either deep or kind of if it's third and five or third and six to right to the right to the uh, right to the chains right to the line and it's like okay first down. So that's why you don't necessarily see him or you, why you saw Ryan Tannehill throw that much kind of throughout the season. My fourth San Francisco 49er X-Factor is Richard Sherman. He's been in a couple Super Bowls. I like Sherman. He's he's a great player. He's, he's going to be the key because if he can shut down Tyreek Hill, because I guarantee you that's who the 49ers will have him on. If he can shut down Tyree Kill, I think this team is going to run away with a win. Because then that forces Mahomes to maybe two or three other guys, Kelsey, Hardman, Robinson, and maybe Watkins. So you have to keep you have to keep that in mind. Whoever Sherman is on, whether it's Tyree Kill or Watkins or or Hardman, depending on you know what the 49ers are scheming up currently. If he shuts whoever that is down, I guarantee you the 49ers are going to win the game, especially if it's Tyree Kill. And then my fifth and final X factor, and boy, I love this player, and I love that he's, he's a fullback. It's Kyle Jusic, man. Kyle Jusic is, I think, honestly... As an NFL fan, one of my favorite players besides, and we'll talk about this in another episode, but um, some of my favorite NFL players, but Jusic, he's a fullback. You don't see a lot of fullbacks in the league anymore, but this is a fullback that's used often. He He's out blocking all the time, and he's a great blocker. They use him in the run game, and they use him in the pass game. He's open through the air, and if they hand it off to him, he just plows through people. That's what fullbacks are meant to do, right? This this fullback can do so much for this team. And not only that, you know, he went to Harvard. So he's a smart guy, but also he's an F, he's an FCS player. FCS represent, my man. Same with Jimmy G. Let's go. I like this 49ers team, especially if Jusic gets a couple of gets a couple of handoffs and is open through the air. I'll be going crazy if they use him a lot in that Super Bowl because fullbacks should that that needs to be coming back in, in the league. Fullbacks, mm, come on, give me some more of that right there. So with all that said, I think my true prediction, I think there's going to be a high scoring high scoring game. I think the defenses will get exposed. 
just because of speed um, among all different areas. I think both running games will be going off. Uh, you'll get guys, I think Tyreek Hill will go off for the Chiefs. Emmanuel Sanders will go off for the 49ers. And uh, it's it, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Let's get real. It's not going to be one of those, uh, like, slugfest 17-14s, right? It's not going to be low scoring or 10 to 3 or 3 to nothing or something like that. Or just a straight blowout like a 45 to nothing. This is going to be, I think, a 38 35 game. Touchdowns on touchdowns on touchdowns. You're going to get a lot of scoring here. I could be wrong. This could be, I think, a minimum. You could be looking at a 48 45 game. I think that's probably the maximum, 48-45. I don't think we get, I don't think we get a 54-51. I think we'll most likely end be like a 48-45. But my prediction, I think, is 38-35. San Francisco. Yeah, I, I think San, Fran, San Francisco wins this game for really only two, two or three reasons, right? Number one is going to be that I think better defensive uh, defensive pressure because I think when you look at the Kansas City defense, yes, you get Frank Clark, yes, you got Chris Jones, but who else can get to the quarterback? In my opinion, there's not a lot of people who can. If you look in that San Francisco defense, you got Nick Bosa, you got Dre Greenlaw. I think they'll bring in a couple of inside linebackers like a Fred Warner or Quan Alexander. Um, DeForest Buckner can get to the quarterback. Narik Armstead can too. D Ford. I think D Ford's going to look to get a lot of uh, revenge on his former team of the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, I think their their defensive line's inferior to this Chiefs defensive line and linebackers, which is going to make this game a little bit more difficult for Kansas City. Second reason why. I just mentioned him, my man Kyle Jusick. I think he's gonna legit be a major player in this game because everybody's gonna be worried about those receivers, that tight end, those running backs. They're gonna forget about Kyle Jusick, and Jusick's gonna have a major game on the ground and through the air. My third and final one is I think Shanahan. I think Kyle Shanahan's gonna draw draw some plays up that Andy Reid hasn't seen, and. I, I also think he's going to, you know, uh, manage the game just a little bit more better than Andy Reid did. I'm a little concerned after last week with Reid kind of holding on to three, three, two, three timeouts after the first half. He was left with two or three. And I'm like, why is that the case? So I think Shanahan will manage the game just a little bit better. So that's why I think the. 49ers will win a high-scoring game. Now, my Super Bowl MVP for this, as much as you have heard me raving on about how I think Kyle Jusic is going to have a hell of a game, it's not going to be Kyle Jusic. Let's just get let's get real with that. I think it's going to be somebody else who's who's in that backfield. I think it's going to be Raheem Mostert. I think Mostert's going to have a, a a huge game as well. I think he's going to go off. He's definitely going to get into 100 yards. I would maybe even say he gets into 100, 100 teens, possibly. So I think he, he's going to get into that kind of range and 
really show what this team's what that 49ers team is all about and running the ball and I just don't think there's really much stopping him. Yes, I know this Chiefs team stopped Derrick Henry, but this guy's a little different. He's not as big. He's he's quicker, I think. And you know, like I said, there's other backs and there's other people they got to worry about. You know, when you talked about the Titans, it was they got to stop Derrick Henry, right? I think here it's you either stop the running game. It, it, I think for the Chiefs to win this is you got to stop the 49ers running game. You got. You've got to cover both Debo Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders really well. You gotta hone in on George Kittle as well, and then offensively, they gotta, you know, pick, you know if they can throw away from Sherman and make big plays or have whoever it is like Tyree Kill b- b- burn Sherman. I think they can win this game, but I just don't see all of that happening. I think I think they can do some of that, but not all of it, because uh, all. All that's going to be a key part into winning what will be a big game. But Mostert, he's going to go off. I think he's going to have it. I think he's he's what's going to fuel a 49ers victory here. So that's all I have for this. Uh, we'll you know we'll get a couple of other uh, episodes turned out. You know in the next couple weeks, we'll we'll do an NFL draft one coming up soon. Uh, if you guys have any any other topics you want me to cover, whether it's about you know me being in equipment for four years or anything else, just hit me up Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let's let's get it going. Please hit me up for some other topics here. But I hope you all enjoyed this episode and uh, and enjoy the Super Bowl next week, man. <laughs>